everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. <laughs> and we're live, everyone. Cheers, we're not already, everybody. We're not already drunk. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> all right. Welcome, everyone, to our one-year anniversary, A Toast to Beer Street. Yay! We did it! <laughs> Go us, being drunk, fierce people on the internet. <laughs> for a year. I mean, mm-hmm. for a long time before that, but like, I, y'all just My resume is long. <laughs> <laughs> I had some practice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so for people who are tuning into this on Anchor, you might not do the social media, so you might not know that we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. So this episode's gonna be a wee bit weird because we'll do some things we do live. I'll talk about some of us, <laughs> a little bit about us, and then roll into a nightmare on a nightmare on Elm Street five. <laughs> Dream child. Dream child. But Freddie was also fierce, and so it would have worked. I could have come back from that. He was fierce, you know. He was fierce, the original fierce. <laughs> I don't know about the original Fierce. There's Fierce before Freddy. But he's was there, Fierce. Who was Fierce before Freddy? Um, <laughs> Betty Davis was Fierce before Freddy. I'll allow that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into Nightmare on, on Elm Street, five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what we get from the our podcast. <laughs> our movie that we're going to talk about a lot. No um, drinking game. <laughs> So before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about some of, um, we asked on the socials, some of the the listeners' favorite memories throughout the last year, because it's been wild. I can't believe we've done all the things that we've done. Um, and then we were also going to talk about our favorite five episodes. Yes. We also need to say happy birthday to the one and only Jazz Crawley from, yes, yes Girl That's Scary, who's having her birthday somewhere right now. Whenever she hears this, we need her to know we wish her the happiest birthday ever. Yes, she <laughs> and her birthday twins. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Both are Leos. Who could have thunk? Who would have known? Who would have known? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have created a Leo. Who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense. Like a Gemini and a Taurus, it's got to be a Leo. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to some of the list, some of our some of the feedback we've got from the listeners. Um, so number one, Gory Bits said that it was hard for them to pick a favorite, but they loved our guest spot on Bloody Disgusting podcast. So that's exciting. That was a really fun moment for us. We love them. That's another podcast we're obsessed with, and yes. we'll be visiting soon, or maybe they'll visit us soon. Intense week week. You never know what'll happen. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes and ears posted, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, our good friend Ryan at Brother Bullish uh, said that his favorite episode was the one we did on Host, which I'm pretty sure is titled uh, "Don't Put Don't Bring Your Attic Into This." Yes, for good reasons. For That's good just reasons. good advice for life. It's truly, but Host <laughs> is fantastic film. It was a really fun episode. I still have questions about that uh, Irish. 
seance leader because she did them wrong. I still say that. I, it's so good, I can never see it again. That's how great it is. <laughs> My heart can't take it. I will not be that terrified where I pay rent ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, AJ09 says their favorite episode was Big Karen Energy, which was on Run. That was a really fun. Sarah, we all love Sarah Paulson. Yeah, and we had Chandler Bullock, who started a podcast. They have yeah. a podcast out there right now, and I am tipsy, so I forgot the name. But I... <laughs> We'll post ah, that on social after this. We will. I will personally be like, "Here's the podcast I forgot last night because I'm a drunk girl on the internet." Um, <laughs> well, if you know I'm sorry, Chandler. We love you. <laughs> Beauty is in the title, Beauty. and so is a horror. Yes, something. we are always playing trivia here on <laughs> First Street, <laughs> and I am always losing. Um, <laughs> it's the alcohol. The alcohol made it do it. Made us do Maybe. it. Um, let's see. Um, Harry the Houdini said that our episode on the Babadook or Babashook was his favorite or their favorite. Um, that was a good one. That was with um, who was with Maya and um, Peter. Peter, yeah. Harry the Houdini is Gina. I only know that because Gina and I are friends outside of, yeah. Oh, hello, Gina. Hi. Um, I do not remember the name of the episode, and I'm good about episode names. I don't remember it either. The Babadook is a Teletubby. That's it. There it was. There it went. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, no. not I, I have to remember more. It's only been a year. I can't start forgetting them now. <laughs> but, yeah, so those are some of our listeners' favorite episodes. If you have a favorite episode, do you want to put it in the comments while we, keep, while we continue? We'll be sure to shout you out if we see it. Um, yeah, so, but let's get into some of our favorites, Sheree, because we're the important people. <laughs> In our or, own Zoom, yeah. We're or the most so important. we think, right? <laughs> Louise just snorted at me. Um, I don't know how she heard that, but she did, and I don't appreciate her energy. Um, <laughs> She's got big care and energy. She does, especially for a cat. It's, I'm scared. Um, Anywho's. <laughs> Um, so this list was hard because I love a lot of our episodes. Like a lot of them do a lot of things I would love to talk about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I narrowed it down to five and my fifth choice is Are the Kids Alright? Which we covered freaky with our friend Gabe. It ended up having a really good conversation. Um, yeah, yeah that scene about the kiss, that was, stands out to me in that episode because we disagree a lot. And right. this wasn't like a, this person's out to get me. It was just like, it's not for me and it's fine. Right. But then we got to the kiss and I was like, oh my God, is this what our podcast is for? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And we're doing a watch party on Freaky coming up. So keep hey. your eyes open for that on Clubhouse. August you know, 16th. August 16th. If you're on Clubhouse, uh, shoot us a message and Shrey or I will send you an invite. You can also get there from the link in our bios because that um, Clubhouse link will just let you in. There you go. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. Um, so my fifth choice was our second episode, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy. Yeah, we did. had a lot to say about not only Miss Nancy, but Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And it began my year-long uh, tirade on queer coding. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, again, that's what our podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that episode because I remember watching Elm Street 2 a lot as a kid, maybe even more than Elm Street, the original. 
Um, but I didn't know why I was there. And it was like, oh, because there was going to be stuff to talk about here. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's a very sexy movie. Um, but also <laughs> mishandled for so many ways and reasons. Yeah. As, yeah, as many nightmare movies are, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, probably always. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my fourth favorite is fucking rabbits, where we talked about Get Out and Us, and realized we can't do two movies in one episode. But what a lot of people don't know is some of the stuff that had to get cut from that episode is when we were at the end of the episode, we talked about which one we leaned towards the most, and I went with Us, and you said Get Out, and we had a really good conversation about how perspective does that because mm -hmm. I felt us was a horror movie. You felt it out was a horror movie. And I was like, well, it's a Monday. <laughs> and so it's not a horror movie. I love it, but it's not a horror movie. Whereas us, that's not my Monday. So I gravitate more towards that. And we yeah. just had to cut it for time because we are chatty as people noticed. Truly. Hey, maybe we'll put it on our Patreon as a, as a bonus episode. If we start putting up unedited versions of previous episodes, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sign on to all that. <laughs> but, I will need to. I need to re-listen to all of those. I don't know. <laughs> I, I will need to check in. But the end of fucking rabbits, I can handle. Because yeah, we had to cut. I, I think I was the one editing that. Oh, girl, it took me a long time. I was like, I don't want to cut it. It was but two episodes in one. Hours, right. <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> so, um, in my fourth spot, I have. He has a better business plan than I do, which was us talking about Ginger Snaps, which was a really fun film to talk to lot uh, to watch and listen to and talk about and hear other, especially um, other fan perspectives from that time and growing up in the early aughts, um, realizing what they did right and what they did wrong. <laughs> I'm happy you just said that because weirdly enough, Amanda just walked in. <laughs> um, she went to her room, so I'm not gonna be like, come back out here because she's got work. But like, <laughs> she's one of the guests we have on that episode. <laughs> she's she's in two of mine, so she's she's my fave, clearly. <laughs> Maybe she can jump in on the other one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we had Amanda and we had Eleanor on for that one, and it was it's always weird revisiting stuff I loved when I was a kid because as a kid, you're just so excited to see the genre mm -hmm. and so excited to see anybody who's like close to identifying as you. You don't think about what's happening to these people and how it actually is <laughs> being handled. Um, yeah. And so like going back for that in the craft, which I'm drinking out of my craft shot glass where I do shots tonight, um, <laughs> um, was very eye-opening. And I was like, oh no, what was I being messaged as a child? Yeah, Again, there was a lot of, podcast. a lot of choices were made in that film. Bold choices, and I agreed with some of them. I there was many others I didn't agree with. <laughs> Listen, um, so my third favorite is this is a love story, which is Tragedy Girls, which is a movie I did not know I was gonna love so much. And we had on Joshua Cervantes, who I got to scream in the face of because I hadn't actually seen Josh since like 2019 because of the way everything went down and then the pandemic and then I had to move and then I moved again. <laughs> and so I, I remember being like really, really sober for that one because I just got my second like vaccination and I, Josh popped in and I like lost my shit. And then we all liked the movie, which never happens. We have really? never all liked a movie. <laughs> yeah, that was just a really fun, really fun movie to watch. And uh, it was a fun conversation. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a great movie. I, I want to revisit it every other weekend. 
so my favorite or my third my third slot was Gerber baby juice. That's <laughs> Amanda again. It is. That's my other Amanda. Uh, where we <laughs> cover the devil's backbone. Um, I really I, I love that episode and that film just because I love history and there was a lot of like um, history that I wasn't aware of and when, in my research and getting ready for that episode I was learning a lot. It was a, it was it was just a really fun process. I also love that one because both Amanda and Peter had that on their short list of favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And we were like, who gets it? Because we had a, both of them on quite a lot uh, in this year. <laughs> and so I was like, we owe them one of their favorites, but who gets what? Um, and I had never seen that or The Orphanage, which was another one that they both had on their short list. And so I was like, this is my reason I get to see them for the podcast. And I'm late in life. And I ended up loving both of those. Yes. Um, and, and knowing that... Um, because I, I had seen Devil's Backbone before. It had been a minute. and But I loved Pan's Labyrinth. And then hearing that Pan's Labyrinth and the Devil's Backbone were like sister films, I was like, okay, I have to revisit this movie. And see, and like knowing that while I was watching it, it just layered on so many interesting um, thoughts and ideas and things that I wanted to know more about. We need so much more Del Toro on this podcast. That's all I can say about that. I He has yet to lead me wrong. And if he does leave me wrong on something, maybe I don't want to see it. So just like, <laughs> direct don't me away us. from that one. Don't tell us, yeah. Don't, don't tell us. me. Yeah. Just be like, don't you push play on that. And I'll be like, thank you. Um, <laughs> let me. I'm trying to like multitask and pour my alcohol subtly while talking. Um, <laughs> yay. Um, my second favorite is In Her House, which is, again, our good friend, Laura Payton, who actually gave us our theme music, which I love. Um, but we talked about Tales from the Hood in that one, which is an anthology people sleep on. And so it's a much. damn good movie. So good. I was on Facebook today and on one of my horror groups, I saw like uh, a ranking of like your favorite um, or a poll that what was your favorite anthology film? And like Tales from the Hood was so far. I was like, y'all, you're sleeping on this movie and you need to get on it because it's uh, it has everything. It has comedy. It has horror it has drama it has a point it has a perspective it has a reason to be it's great listen people refuse to watch it and that's a problem in the horror community because so many people are like oh my god i love horror i love all these voices i can't engage with this thing that's here and free forever <laughs> um because like literally you could find tells in the hood on every platform at least twice a year and people never saw it. But they saw knockoffs, which were not by Black people, featuring Black people. And they were like, this is the greatest shit ever. I'm like, is it though? Is it? It's, it's, what are you saying about yourself here, right here, right now, sir? I'm, <laughs> they're like, that's not what I'm saying. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm like, mm. We'll get around to it. It's been a couple of years now. It's been around for a while. It's, been around. it's not new. It's Listen. Not, not like we're mad at you for not watching The Dark and the Wicked. Like it's been around. It's been around. <laughs> if you can, if you can get your digits to help you say a movie that came out last weekend, you right. find a movie that's been out thirty something years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in my second spot is Say a Prayer for the Youth of America, where we've covered my favorite film of all time, Scream, with our good friend Charlie Wine, and it was a blast. It was really fun because uh, Charlie is like like myself, like a scream expert and knows like all the little ins and outs and things. And I, he taught me things. I love He's it. He's a horror movie encyclopedia. And so like, we had to stop having in mind if you're showing me up. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have competition on my own show, Charlie. <laughs> um, 
He's been on a few times. Um, yeah. Just a wealth of knowledge and a good time. Yeah. Yes, we love him. Yeah, no, that was that was also the first one of the actual podcast, not the lives, where we switched up our, mm-hmm. um, oh my God. Our process, our format. Thank you. That's the word I lost. I Alcohol's dangerous, y'all. Um, we switched okay. our format starting there, and it felt better. And so, yeah, that was also when we figured out, you can change your show. You're supposed to be growing anyway, so grow in real time. Yes, like those life. of you out there that are thinking about starting a podcast, just know in the first year it will change at least three or four times, if not more than that, and that's fine. Just grow with it and let it happen. And it'll probably be better for it afterwards. And I'm even expecting that in our second year, we're probably still going to make changes. We already know the changes we're making. So <laughs> it has people. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so my my favorite 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 episode we've done, weirdly enough, is one of our earliest ones because it was definitely our thesis, our calling card, our mantra, um, and that is Stanley Kubrick was an asshole. Yes, he was. We were still recapping, but we are also still letting you know exactly who we are. <laughs> that, is, that is one of those early episodes that I think we earned every minute of that episode because we had a lot to talk about. It's the longest one for a reason. And like even friends we have who don't like to talk about actual issues in movies are like, I agree with everything you said, but yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's all that matters is having the conversation. Can you recognize that you are worshiping something that's problematic? Because we all oh. are on some level. But it's owning it and admitting it as opposed to being like, don't talk about it. Right. Yeah, that would have, de- if, if Sheree had not already put that in her top five, it would have definitely been in my top five as well. What I'm fast. My- <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites for sure. But in my number one slot, I have And Then a Man Appears, where we covered the amazing film uh, Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman with Lindsay Partain. It was such a good time talking with Lindsay about this film that we all three love for once again, one of the very few times. <laughs> that hardly ever happens. It's a Cinderella story, y'all. Like, getting us to on anything. But like, yes, we that... should start live streaming our production meetings. <laughs> they are endless and chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> it has us having five movies for a four-week uh, month. You know, we... Uh... <laughs> we can't count. We're theater students. What? <laughs> But yes, Promising Young Woman is literally one of my favorite films I've seen in a long time. Such a good movie and such an important message that we really need to listen to. So, yes, that's my number one slot. Yay. Um, Those are 10 really great episodes. I... Again, I have so many favorites because we've had so many guests that have like made me think about things in different ways. Um, um, or so many movies that made me think about things in different ways because it's easy to be like, oh, I hate when movies do this. But it's another thing to be like, this movie did this in this way specifically. <laughs> Let's unpack right. it. Right. Yeah. And I want to take a second to just shout out all of our guests we've had on in the last year. We've had, it's too many to list. So don't expect that. But like, you are, every single one of you have added something to the show and made it what it is today. And I, and I am so grateful that you took the time. And energy, even those of you that were on a Thirsty Thursday that haven't been on a full episode yet, we'll have yet. you on, I promise. It's yet. happening. But um, yeah, we, we just, it, I've grown so much listening to everyone. And so thank you. Yeah, no, it's the friends we've made. Because I the first season was definitely people we knew. Like one of us at least knew them. It could be like, so-and-so is cool and they're not going to embarrass us. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But the second season, people were like, I'd like to be on your show. And we're like, okay, let's try it out. And it was very nice to grow our little, like, weird Fear Street community right. um, in real time. We had a guest on almost every episode of season two. And we didn't get through the list because we, as precious full babies learning in our first year, we were like, who wants to be on our show? Here's a form. And so many people filled it out that we will be seeing some of them into seasons three and four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if, we, if, we, if you have filled out that form and we have not contacted you, never fear. We just have a lot of people to get through. So Listen. it is coming. It is coming. We learned a lesson that day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, shall we get into this movie that we're supposed to be covering tonight? Oh, yeah, because we're 20 minutes in, so we should talk about Freddy. <laughs> well, let's get in to Nightmare 5, a, The Dream Child. So, like, this movie's very beloved on the Twitter Instagrams and I forget everything that happens after Nightmare 4 because I saw the first four the most and so I I went into this and I was like like oh yeah which one is this which one is this and I think I blocked it because I hate Amanda Kruger's backstory so much <laughs> I hate her backstory and we had a little like bit of it in the third one and I was like, we never need to do that again. And they were like, let's get more into it here. Um, and I only bring this up because people still do this shit today in their movies. Because people are always like, well, that was then. And it's like, that was then. But things are still wrong now. So I can talk about what happened in the 80s. I can talk about your friend's movie he's making today. Right. And and I also want to point out in that uh, Amanda Kruger <clears throat> section, I the depiction of mental illness in that in just in that backstory is really troubling to me just as someone who works with people with uh, mental disabilities it it oh just so i mm, mm, there's so many things that, it was it was never a good look but for some reason in the 80s people were like it's fine and it's like was it though was it did you need it to be fine because you went and got with freddie yeah yeah and i think they just I feel like they wanted to give Freddy a backstory to make him, give him a reason to be so mean and evil, but you don't need that. People could just be mean and evil. Like, that is fine. My other thing is that we, and content warning, y'all, just content warning right here and right now because we're live. My thing is you are creating a world where horrific monsters and things happen, and all you can think to do to have this evil happen is to have it be born out of a really gruesome graphic assault um, because she was supposedly brutalized and assaulted by a hundred men over the course of days. Um, and her, cause she's a nun and that's just, this had, this has the thumbprints of men all over it, this backstory. And I am so fucking pissed right now. <laughs> so fucking pissed. Um, and I, this keeps happening because for some reason, when you get cis men creating art or movies and they're like, we have to like have a woman somewhere in it and we need a backstory. Um, let us have her get like beat up and assaulted real quick. And I, you don't need that. Why do you keep doing that? That's lazy writing. Like if you're going to create fucking monsters who ha haunt you in your nightmares, you need to create a cool backstory that doesn't involve pissing on women. Can we do that, please? Right, right. Yeah, and speaking of cishet white men, uh, I just want to mention that did, did we really need boobs in the first five minutes of this film? Like, did did we? 
Was it necessary? I mean, I get that she has to get impregnated because it's the dream child. But like, I didn't need to see her in the shower, like pressed up against the thing, like, oh, oh, look at my boobies. Like, I didn't need to see that. Can we talk about how I hadn't realized it was the same girl from the first movie, but I recognized the boobs before I recognized the face? <laughs> That's sad. I was like, I remember these boobs from my kid childhood. Oh, it's the same actor from the last one. This is a carry-on? Oh. I, again, I am not a prude, but I feel like we have this issue where we're just like, we let people know that like a bunch of dudes are in charge of shit. So let's get all these girls naked real quick. Right. Yeah, and no, you I, don't. Right. And I'm definitely not a prude either. I just think that like, we've seen the death in a shower before. I don't need to see it again. And she didn't even die. It was like, I, it was a really weird scene. I didn't need to be there. We already had like the, the intro credits were like spliced between clearly a sex scene was happening. So like, yeah. I didn't need to see her in the shower afterwards. You could have just skipped to, let's just skip that and skip the next scene with Amanda Kruger and just go right into the story, please. Thank you. Listen, I, I want to pull us back to Thursday Thursday we did with our friends for Renegade Film Festival. Um, I no longer want to see breasties without testes. If you're going to show me a pair of boobs, you better show me a pair of testicles. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my way. Like, because you need to stop signaling. It's a bunch of chads in a trench coat doing movies. I don't care. Your time's over. Go home. Um, <laughs> you want to get naked? Get everybody naked. Don't just be like, well, the young blonde girl's going to do this for us real quick. I don't I don't want that. I also worry about that set because, let's face it, dudes aren't safe. Yeah, and this is, this is way before intimacy coaches. <laughs> People just run around naked in the 80s. It's like this horror movie happens at a blockbuster. Why is she naked? Cuz. <laughs> there it is, cuz. Yeah, she's naked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it was just, and it wasn't even like, there are other scenes in these nightmare movies that have nudity in them. That while I still think are a little excessive, I but I can see the reason why they're there. Like the scene with in three, where uh, Joey sees the girl and the and the, it's still it, right. It's still stupid, but I can see where that like oh this twelve year old sixteen year old boy is seeing boobies and it's like ooh like okay I get that at least there's that. And this one there's nothing. She's just in the shower for no reason. Sixteen-year-old boys will get turned on by anything. You don't need a full-on naked lady. We're not gonna true. have a full naked dude somewhere in the room. Um, again, we the even out this playing field. I'm down. I'm down. Like, as someone who was sixteen with boobs, you don't need to be fully naked for a boy to be like, "Hi," oh. <laughs> and to distract him. You you don't need it. And again, it goes back to chads and trench coats being like, "We need people to know we're swarmy dudes who make movies." And so stop fucking doing it. Just stop. If you were in the middle of writing something right now or directing something right now, and you as a cis, straight, hetero man are like, we need boobs, add some testes. And if you feel uncomfortable adding those testes, take those boobs out too. Agreed. Uh, if you're not going to do that, then let them all play. Let them all go. I want two for two, like Noah's Ark, but for nudity. <laughs> Agreed. I'm I'm so down for it. Um, an interesting little tidbit, Shrey. I know that you don't like to talk about um, the year you were born, but this movie came out the year I was born. It is as old as I am. I didn't know you and this film were from the '80s until then. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I'm the last part of '80s you can be from and still be from the '80s, but I am from the '80s. 
As a 90s kid, that is so brave of you to admit on live air, Trent. Thank you for sharing that here. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, 89, 1989. <laughs> for those of you who to do the math out there, go right ahead. I don't give a fuck. Get it, get it. Toast to that. Um, let's, I have so many notes on the Yvonne. Um, so let's get into those. My first note is I, I live for Yvonne. I live, and I think it's the thing I liked as a child when I watched this movie the most, because she lives. And black people don't live in horror movies. That's not a thing we do. And it's a black woman who lives. And I'm like, oh my God, did we get seen once? <laughs> um, I, I do need to like catch myself though, because I did some digging and she's multiracial and she's pointed that out a few times. And so I don't know how she specifically was identified, whether that's like multiracial or black or what have you. But it just, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, there is a, a who I saw as a black woman on screen. And I still live for her to this day, um, however she was identified. I just, I want more brown people living and thriving in horror. Yes. Um, while I'm here and excited though, I have to also clock the fact that we did that thing where we cast one black person. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and that feels very gross. It's very much like when companies pay minimum wage to let you know it's the least they can do without people being pissed at them. Right. No, yeah, for sure. I also love Devon. Uh, I put a note. I was like, oh, I love her from the fir her first scene because she was kind of like, you crazy. Like, I, the, like the, the comedic aspect she brought, especially to those first few scenes. Yeah. Magnificent. I didn't love when they made her character um, be the one that's like, uh, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking Like, I didn't like that part of it because I was like, I want her to be more supportive of her friend and like, I don't know. It just, that felt weird to me. And then she automatically does. I don't know. It, it, it's hit and miss for me because the first the first few scenes, I was very much like, this is a black person in a horror movie. Yes, yes, yes. But I, when I rewatched it today, because I watched this twice um, this week, and when I watched it today, I was like, some of her lines up front are like, meh, but it's also the 80s. So mm -hmm. I guess that's all there was. Um, um, and then we get into the um, child. Can you not yell these nonsense things at the doctor? I'm trying to get you out of here in one piece safely. And so I, I respected that, but it did take her a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, because like the one friend dies, I can see her being like, I don't buy this. Second friend, she should have a little bit more cracks. She should be like, maybe I should hear some yeah. And it wasn't the scene with the doctor. I was like, yeah, she needs to, that girl needs to calm down. But like. It, it was it was the one-on-one -on -one conversations that I was like, okay, let's. I think you could be a little softer in this moment. But again, I'm not writing the character, so I don't really know. How do we deal with a problem like Alice? Let us talk about Alice first oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> Alice and her boyfriend, who I don't even I didn't write down his name. He doesn't matter. Man, he got her man. pregnant, and that's all he needed to do. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they survived Freddie the first time. They have a new friend group, and they don't talk to their friend group about what happened in case it happens again. Also, Alice was not one to like share sentences. So she wakes up and like, it's Freddy in my dreams. I'm like, I also would put you away. Can you not <laughs> read the room? Can you not make a sentence? <laughs> and also it took her way too long to realize it was her baby because as a child even, I remember as a child, it was like Blue's Clues. I'm like, it's your baby. And she's like, I don't know what has changed. I am pregnant. I don't know what has changed. I am pregnant. And like, if you don't fucking realize it's your baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, she, 
And you know what just hit me? This is the same demographic of friend group she had in five, just or in four. You can only had, have one. You can only have one, but because in, in four she had the girl with the inhaler. Can't think of her name. She was great, but I can't think of her name. Then she had the rock and roll chick who died like a cockroach. And then they had, wasn't there another like male friend? Her brother. Yeah. And who died in the bathroom playing uh, uh, playing karate kid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute since I've watched the fourth one. But uh, yeah, same demographic, same like breakdown of friends, just like in a different film. So, I, but Alice is just, I don't root for her. Like, no. as the final girl, I'm just like, it's fine if she does. And isn't, oh. she, isn't she supposed to be the same character that Patricia Arquette played in three? Yeah, because she takes it over and she is thriving. Yeah, I, I, I would hate for Patricia Arquette to have to go through this script, but she would have at least been a better house. I, I don't even know if it's, again, the 80s were wild. Um, and so acting choices were allowed and made and things were just wild. Like this, you can't tell me that this full house is saved by the bill. I don't have a little bit of the same DNA. You can't. <laughs> no, uh, true, I won't listen to you and you'd be lying to me and yourself. Um, <laughs> and so I, I have to be okay with that or I have to acknowledge that like, uh, for acting. Um, and that was just, again, Slashes are looked down upon, slashes are being frowned upon. It was a very niche situation. But something was off with something was off with all of the actors except for Robert England and Yvonne, whose name I wrote down. Let me find her name so I don't not be uh, Kelly, Kelly Joe Minter. Yes. Those yeah, they, two understood the assignment and they showed up. Everybody else was in different movies. And unfortunately, Alice was too, but not even this is an actor, but her character. I was just like, I, I don't care if you make it. I don't think you deserve to make it. This is a Vons movie. Please go home. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And yeah, the, none of the acting was super great uh, other than Kelly Joe Minter and uh, Robert England. Um, Mark. He threw more lines than I've seen basketball players throw basketballs. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I think, and honestly, I slightly blame some of that on the the writing. Because his only character trait was he's in love with the the model girl, and she doesn't give him time of day. That's the only thing, and he did the comments. It's the only thing they gave him. He's also well read, even though he sounds like a surfer dude. And so I'm like, is this a complex character, or is this just you didn't know what to do? So it's a catch all. I think that second choice is what it is. Because he's well read. He knows his shit. He goes to the library. He's like, I'm, I'm going to find us some research. But he's like, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. Dude. <laughs> I loved Greta. <laughs> and I'm like, good, sir. I, good. I need you to make a choice. <laughs> good, sir. Yes. Um, okay. I, I think, I feel like I need Amanda here for this question because I had geography questions. Pool. Where the hell was this this uh, pool that they're all partying at that's supposedly at the high school that's supposedly is across the park to where she works, but the dude has to drive across these 30 miles of highway to get to her. Where is this pool at? <laughs> How does this make sense? 
Please, someone help me. If I see one more movie where nobody sits down with a fucking map, <laughs> like, that is that is basic. Or just leave things vague. Don't be like, oh, yeah, it's across the street. And then have people like ride off for hours. Like, uh, Halloween. How long those girls in the car? How long were they in the car? In a small town of Haddonfield, Illinois? Hot boxing. Where you can walk everywhere? Hot boxing. Hot boxing. Hot, hot boxing. I... <laughs> I need I need someone to start hiring people to just draw out what has been agreed to. Because, like, yeah. So in the, after the graduation scene, Alice tells her father that she doesn't need a ride to work because it's just across the park. Well, then there's a the whole continuity issue when she sees the children in the middle of the day and then suddenly it's midnight and she sees nothing wrong. Um, then she ends up at work magically, calls her boyfriend who's at the pool party, and he's like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Gets in his truck. He literally is driving, and it looks like he's in the middle of nowhere. So not across the park. So this pool, did they have to go to another county to use their pool? Like, I'm confused. I I just, yes, I need, whoever wrote the script, I need you to explain to me where this pool is. He also fell asleep behind the wheel. Yes. So, like, we need to unpack that real quick. Um <laughs> Why was he so fucking tired? He graduated and he swam. Right, and he had and they, and they all say he had he had not been drinking. He brought champagne to enjoy with Alice once he got there, but he did, had not been drinking, so it wasn't a drunken sleepiness. So yeah, why was he so sleepy? What had he done? And these are still business hours because he just left his friend at the pool, but right. he's so sleepy at like four p.m. <laughs> like I. Huh? And then, and, yeah, and then, like, he magically winds up back at the pool, but no one's there. He doesn't, he doesn't think that's weird or anything. That's the dream, yeah. Yeah, but he he's clearly thinks he's out of the dream because he's like, oh, the phone's ringing. It, it, I just – and he got on, on the motorcycle that happened to be there with the keys in it. Like, that was okay. Again, him and Alice have dealt with Freddie before. Why don't they remember? He's like, oh, I'm awake now, but this shit's weird, but I'm good. It's like, clearly you're not. You should wake yourself up. Do you not remember who Freddie is? Do you not remember he is that bitch? Do you not? <laughs> I I was so upset. I was like, you deserve to die. You deserve this. You've Truly. earned this. Truly. And, um, so, and so do the planners of this town. If you can't draw a map before you <laughs> agree to some bullshit on film... <laughs> I have concerns. Um, the movie as a whole, though, it, it really stood out in this one particularly that none of the movies in this franchise, we've covered the first five now. We've covered the first five just here and now. None of them belong to the same world. <laughs> um, this one was so stylistically different that I Googled it to make sure this wasn't the 3D one because I was like, I don't think it's this early, but maybe it is. Because um, the way things are coming at us and the way things are shot, I'm like, is this 3D? Is it Was this originally 3D? <laughs> was there a 3D Nightmare movie? I, it's the next one, because I Googled it. Because I was like, was this You're it? Right. Is it's this the, the one? It's the last one. It's the quote-unquote last one. Freddy's yeah. dead. Anyways. Um, he's dead. <laughs> I'm going to slightly disagree with you on the, that they're from a different world, but they get into my hot takes, so I don't want to get into it right now. But we will later. Okay, because I, I have yet to see any of these be in the same world. And I know it's different directors and different, like, visions. But, like, 
even just like the way things are heightened and not heightened and the what is allowed and what is not allowed and the rules seem shaky. And I think part of me agrees with you, but part of me, I'll, I'll get there. I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. Um, the gore in this movie was really just gross. Like it wasn't super like cool or it was just like, ew. <laughs> ew. I'd never seen Freddy so gross. But when Never. he like made Dan into the, I don't even know what it, what he like ejected him with fuel and like he went bald for some reason. I guess if you inject yourself with fuel, your hair falls out. But then he's like almost like he's radioactive. And then I, it was, and then the girl got the food shoved down her mouth and ju- like that was gross. It was gross <laughs> all the way around. I, I, I'm going to respond to those in order. Um, first off, this was disgusting. Like, Baby Freddy being born, it was like the kids from Alien, not the kids, the crew from Aliens walked up with all the lube and was like, are you filming a nightmare on Elm Street? Lube him up. Um, it was so goopy. I've never seen Freddy so goopy. It was so gross. I, oh. Um, <laughs> um, um, well, you, know you know what Baby Freddy looked like? What? The little uh, elf thing from the Harry Potter movie. Oh, oh, no. I did not like it. I did not like it. I was like, I might be a vegetarian. I don't need to ever see this much goop on anything ever. Um, uh, but to get to Greta's dinner party, because that's one of my notes, I, I think that is my favorite kill. That is the most fun we have. I did not like Mark's little, like, comic book dream. I didn't like it. It felt like we were using all of our CGI we're new technology shit um, however they did it and as opposed to being like what serves the story. I, I liked the comic book one just because it looked cool. I don't. I agree it didn't really serve the story though. It, it, was, it was an interesting take. I don't know. I just I wish that death had been sooner and I wish that we hadn't. Again, I, I do not like when we try and when we're trying to kill someone, we should be a little bit afraid. And I get that Freddy has fun. But like for us to have this drawn out scene from his comics, I'm just like, go ahead and kill him, Freddy. Just do it. Just do it, Freddy. Just do it. And Freddy's like, now we're back and you have muscles. And I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I thought it was can't be fun. We, but I, I mean, I do, it wasn't my favorite. I do agree that the, the girl and the food, even though it was disgusting, was my favorite of all the kills. She was my favorite kill. She's she makes this movie worth watching. Um, and then and of the, course the pool scene is a close second, even though Yvonne lives, and I'm happy about that too. Right. But another reason why I liked her kill was because I hated her mother so much, and I loved being able to watch her mother be like, "You did this. This is you." I mean, great, and Freddie did it because she fell asleep. But if the mom had been such a bitch that whole time, maybe she would have lived. Just saying. Let's. Let's spend time with that scene real quick. First off, the acting in that scene, what what was that? I know 80s again, wild, weird, different acting styles, different acting methods. Um, horror not really being something that's treated with respect at the time, but what the fuck was that scene? It reminded me a lot of the dinner scene from Beetlejuice. It did, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it did. And also, she fell asleep at the dinner table and nobody was like, hey, because they've been dragging her all night. And nobody was like, are you drooling? They were just like, oh no, she's asleep. Ignore her this one time. Um, <laughs> but again, it was the coolest kill, so I let it go. I let it go for the sake of enjoying a kill. 
It's true. But that mom, ugh, she wouldn't even let her daughter lick the lolly. It was like, that's not what models put into their bodies. I wanted to be like, we part of it. I want to take this. I want you to die. Why can't I pray to kill you and then her? In my day, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie killed a lot of people. Um, really? Yeah, the body count. Nancy's mommy with us no more. The body count in this movie was really low. Another reason I was upset. I was like, Freddie, are you okay? Do yeah. you do you need help? You want me to Venmo you something? I was wrong here. So I'm gonna talk a little bit more about Yvonne because she did something that I would never in hell do. There is no way in hell you would get me to go into an abandoned asylum at night alone. Nope, absolutely not. Never. See you later. You're going to have fun with Freddie. I'm leaving. I was so worried when Yvonne did that as a child because I remember Yvonne living because I watched this enough times as a child to be like, oh my God, this is the one. Um, someone's playing music somewhere. I live downtown in Minneapolis. So if you guys don't hear that, I apologize. Please don't sue us. Um. <laughs> Um, but I was like, Avon, don't let them get rid of you this way when I was a child. I'm like, don't do it, girl. Don't go in there. Um, but again, Avon is a badass bitch. And she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Freddie down. That's true. But I, I didn't. Mm. No, like, Freddie came for, for me her. a lot. He did. He tried. Freddie, Freddie came for her. And she's like, you know what, Freddie? You better not miss. You only get one shot. And she went up in that asylum. And <laughs> didn't need to be done. Because Alice was not together. Alice was not ready, even though she had fought Freddy before. And Yvonne was like, clearly this is on me. I will take this burden. I am used to carrying all of the weight for this group anyways. Goodbye. <laughs> the kid that plays Jacob, I did not write down his real name because I'm an asshole. Um, he was doing so well. And he was so adorable and creepy until he had to mimic Freddy. And then I laughed. I laugh. I should have fucking laughed. Um, Poor child. <laughs> I when you like, have the makeup on and everything. And he's like, doing this with his voice. And I was like, oh no, baby, no. No. <laughs> I want to be like you. And I was like, oh my god. And Freddie fell for it. This, the way they take down Freddie is like three minutes long and makes no sense. I'm just like, you are Freddie Krueger. You need the Beyonce. You need to... <laughs> You need to get information. You need to know when people are like messing with you, Freddie. And he's like, oh, this kid wants me. So I'm going to let your mom live and throw her down. As opposed to killing her. Always kill, Freddie. Always kill. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Not, what's the last scene? The last scene with Freddie. When they're in that weird stare situation, it was a cool concept. I just don't think they executed it very well. It was very eighties. It was very, very late eighties, early nineties. Very. I saw that music video so many times as a child, and I didn't want to see it in this movie. It was, it was a trip. I'll give them that. But it was like there were so many times I was like, that is clearly like they are in a green screen, and Robert Eggman is like crawling. <laughs> Again, a lot of this is just, we can do it, so we're going to do it, as opposed to, should we do it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't understand what that gave to the film. 
nothing, not a damn thing. Um, <laughs> not a damn thing. It it delayed everything. I, I, the way they take Freddie down in this one is my least favorite way they take Freddie down of all the films we've covered up until this point. It yeah. was so uninspired. I hate to say that because that feels bitchy to say it, but it was just like, um, we're going to sort of kind of use Amanda, but not really. But this kid's going to trick Freddie, and then we're going to do some like weird loop-de-loops, and then it's going to like go back into her womb. And I was like, did we just not want to do this? Because it's okay to not do it. It's fine. You've done seven of these in a decade. If you want to like <laughs> take a pause on five and be like, let's think about it, that's fine. <laughs> Um, which is really one of my notes. I, I wish Amanda had been more hands-on in this fight before she shoved him back into her. Um, the real Amanda's in the kitchen and she keeps looking up and I'm saying Amanda. And so, <laughs> do you want to say hi, Amanda? Oh. Yeah. Let me unplug this. Do you see me? Yeah. Hi. Congrats, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I shouted you out twice. Yeah, you were two of Trent's Five favorites. Oh, mine too. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I I wanted Freddie's Amanda, the mom, to be more involved <laughs> because he's afraid of her. He's like, "We'll see you, bitch." And I'm like, "Ooh, this is gonna get spicy." And then it's what like, Jacob, trick him so I can come in and do something. I'm like, "What are you? What is your purpose?" Yeah, she kind of felt like that weird moment and like. Early, early 90s video games where it was like this big figure the whole time and now it's like, I really can't do anything to help you. You must do it all on your own. <laughs> Did you just drag Final Fantasy? <laughs> I love Final Fantasy, but yes, I pretty much did. We won't get sponsored this way, Trent. We're never going to get sponsored. It's going to be your another I year. love you. I bought all your games, okay? I still played Final Fantasy X, even though it does kind of do the same thing. But anyways, it's very cool. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what it is. <laughs> Making enemies at our anniversary. <laughs> Toast to Listen, we've day. already pissed off Stanley Kubrick and his elk. So why not just keep, keep it going? The Stanley fans are stands. Um, my last note on Freddie. <laughs> we, we need to give some attention to this doctor. What kind of doctor calls people to tell them what's going on in your sessions? And also, he told her family, friends, and the dead boyfriend's parents she was pregnant for telling her. So right. I need to see a license. <laughs> I see well, a license. I mean, I know it's the '80s, but still, like, sir, are oaths different in the '80s? Because in my was day, HIPAA, was HIPAA not around in the '80s? Listen, when did HIPAA start? <laughs> HIPAA. And, are you gonna have somebody wake up and have everybody in the world tell her she's pregnant? <laughs> but her doctor, <laughs> a sky rider. There's like dancers, like, "Hey, Alice, oh, you knocked up." But <laughs> I loved, I loved the line of odd used. She said, "Honey, you're a little pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little drunk right now. And it's fine. It's fine. You're We're all good. You're a little pregnant. Not a lot of pregnant. Just a little. No, no. A little bit. While we're here in the pregnancy, a note I did not take but wanted to is this was the 80s. And like literally, Mark asks her if she thought about not having the baby because the baby's dreams mm. is how Freddie's getting in and killing all of their friend circle. Right. Which is a thought she should have had. But like Alice is Alice. She's like, no, I want to keep it. It's me and Dan's baby. 
And I'm like, okay, get your friends killed. Do you. And then she goes downstairs immediately. <laughs> and Dan's parents are there and they're just like, um, we want that baby. And Alice, this actor, does the I'm pregnant hands that we see a lot in the 80s and 90s. It was like, it's a part of me. I need to keep it. You can't have it. And I'm like, what? Was this an acting class I gave to people who were supposed to be pregnant in the 80s and 90s? Because nowhere else in the movie is Alice like hands up in my abdomen talking to you this way. <laughs> and I hate it every time I see it. Every time I see it, I just want to be like, this is why I don't like pregnant people because the 80s and 90s media <laughs> making the new hand gestures. And the whole time, like we're I having was, to talk. I wanted to be, I wanted to be like punch Dan's parents in the face and be like, one, y'all are being real sexist right now. Two, let this girl have a moment to process some shit before you try to swoop in and take her baby. Number three, your son just died, so clearly you didn't do very well anyway. Listen, listen, listen. Their son did not feel comfortable telling them that Freddy Krueger was coming into his dreams. Boom. And then I'm no mother. She started like crying or something, and I was like, get out of here. Like, it would have been different if they would have come in and be like, we want to be a part of this kid's life. Like, we hope to get visits or, you know, like, you're a part of our lives because of the blah, blah, blah. No, that's not how they know. That's not what that is. Not what they did. They said, you be that baby. And I would have slapped them in the face. Entitled. Entitled. <laughs> um, they were like, we have hundreds of dollars and we're more important than you. We're white and bougie. Give us yes. a child. Listen, I, that's not how it goes down. And also, again, the fact that we have the two quick conversations of have you thought about what you're going to do with the baby right next to each other and then never again anywhere in the movie? Because she wakes up in the hospital and it's like, you're pregnant. And she goes home. We have a conversation. Right. We don't need a brochure. We don't open a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, it's the 80s. So this was definitely a conversation by then because people have been doing it for a while. You have multiple right. options. Multiple. Also, it's the Frank Cooper universe where we literally just locked a nun in a room with 100 inmates and did all this like shenanigans that was not called for or warranted or handled with care. And Ooh. nobody's going to be like, lady, Ooh. if you remove the baby, maybe Freddie won't fuss with us. All right. Conversations should have been had. I'm saying. All I'm saying. Agreed. 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 More conversations. Like, you know, I'm not, yes, well, that episode already dropped, so I can say this. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Mama from uh, 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 Lost Boys. That's yes. She was a good mom. These Elm Street moms are not good. Not at all. All right. Are we feeling a little spicy? Let's get spicy. Uh <laughs> So my hot take, oh my God, this is the hot take to have for <laughs> one anniversary because it's hot. Um, <laughs> I used to say Elm Street was my favorite franchise, but revisiting it as an adult for this podcast, I think Freddy is my favorite horror movie baddie and I couldn't separate the two. So mm. I was saying favorite franchise when I meant I just love Freddy. That's fair. That's fair. So, okay, this is where uh, my hot take is uh, well, not confusing, but like disagrees with some of your points. So <laughs> while they all while they all have their issues, we all know my issues with all the other the first uh, four since we've already done now five. I think that out of the original, out of like the classic horror, like eighties and seventies uh, and eighties franchises, 
uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street might be the most consistent. Not saying they're consistently good. They're just consistently at like, out of five stars, I would probably give them all between a three and a four. Maybe even a two, maybe a 2.5. I was like, you need to cut some twos in there. I know even you got some twos in there. <laughs> but girl, fr- like, but Friday the 13th and, not, and Halloween, they are like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? We covered five Freddies, um, four Michaels, and we're going to start dipping our toes into Friday the 13th soon. So we'll see. I recently did a full marathon of all the Friday the 13th. And I lo- there's so many sequels of that that I loved, but I saw the remake finally. Um, yeah, that was a choice. Not as bad as some of the sequels to the original, though. Touche. It does have my favorite sex line, though. You have perfect nipple placement. Their whole sex scene. I'm not gonna get into that because that needs to be an episode. Because what? the way he talked to her in her boobs or to her boobs with her being in the room. I was like, I am uncomfortable, and I would like to not ever hear these words again. As a, as a gay man, I was like, I don't need to be watching this. This is weird. No, me and my boobs were uncomfortable. <laughs> I I don't know who wrote that. I don't know why they wrote that. Yeah, I already had the title for it when we did that episode. Me Listen, uncomfortable. we'll figure it out because so, we're going to start dipping our toes into campus. Right. But what I'm saying is that Nightmare on Elm Street consistently hits between a 2.5 and a 4. Whereas, like, I feel like Halloween and Friday the 13th generally goes from, like, a 5 to a 3 to a 1 to a 4 to a 5 to a 2 to a... It's just more consistently what it is. Are, I, you, cutting, are you cutting Halloween 3 in your Halloweens? Yes. Don't. I, but I still say that. Because, like, 1 and 2 up there. 4, eh. 5, okay. Resurrection? Shut this down. We need to move on. <laughs> I'm just saying this one's more consistent. I'm not saying it's consistently good. I'm just saying it's. I know what I'm getting into when I put it in a nightmare movie. I'm like, I'm gonna get some campy kills. I'm gonna have some terrible acting, and Freddy will be funny. We also need to take into consideration some of these franchises have more installments. True. But like, if we're True. marking like the first five of each, or five and then eight, or then nineteen. <laughs> So we need to, we need, this is math we should do at a later date because we are definitely pushing an hour. We are. But we like, are, if we look at the first five, not counting Halloween three, the first I five see. of each. It's, it's probably closer, but I still say that if I put in any of the first five of these nightmare movies, I know what I'm getting myself into. Okay. If I put in Friday the 13th, I could be getting a really fun slasher film or I could be getting a weird. I don't even know what I'm watching movie. Listen. Um, <laughs> Just the listen. point. <laughs> so, um, you got something else to say that? That, I'm going to let it go. Cause we're going to do this math later on in life. Um, on so many episodes. Because these franchises are forever. And I will say it is closer if you don't include all the whole franchise. But I still stay slightly favoriting Nightmare. Anyways. I, it, by far, my favorite franchise is Scream. We all know this. And I think Scream is consistently better than Nightmare, for sure. I kind of want a bracket of franchises of the early 80s, 90s, 70s. Because um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre also should be in this mm-hmm. conversation. 
Um, Hellraiser. Like we need a yes. We need a bracket, and we need to pick the top three, four of each. And I think we need to like have them battle it out. But that Ooh. is not a tonight thing because I've been drinking. Um, um, but later in life thing, perhaps I think we need a bracket of franchises and let the people vote. That would be really fun. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for a toast to Fear Street. Let's toast. Toast. Boo. Drinks first, people just listening, not watching. Drinks first. <laughs> but yeah, that's been a year, Sheree. It's been a year. A year on Fear Street. A whole year on the street. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, that wraps up tonight and this celebration, but we got a lot of stuff coming for you on the socials as usual. We do too much, as some of you might have caught on. Yes, yes. We have so much th- so many things to uh, continue to talk about and we're really excited about. Number one, first off, we are launching our first t-shirt campaign. So if you would like a Nightmare uh, on Fear Street t-shirt, they are added to our, we added the link to our All My Links. It's also going to be posted on social media pretty soon after we close this broadcast. Um, yes. Check them out. They're really great. It's, uh, you only have a certain amount of time to order them, so make sure they're exclusive for Toast to Fear Street. So make sure you order them very soon. And yeah, I'm really, really excited to see how that goes and possibly be doing more t-shirts in the future or other products like face masks. As you know, we're all going to need, still be needing them for who knows how long. We believe in science on this street. Don't make it awkward, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's going to be going live momentarily. But also, if you are on the Instagram or don't do social media, you can follow that on my links link in our episode description, which is in every episode, even on the Patreon. Even the Patreon was hip to this last night because we care. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can get yourself a T-shirt, but you should definitely hurry because they are limited, as we said. Um, so it, it is not an infinite number. It is you get you one and get the fuck out. Um, or you have to wait. So what we do next time if we do something next time? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So follow um, the link. You'll find it. Yes, allmylinks.com backslash Nightmare Free Street or episode description. We'll have it in there for you. Also, if you do social media, check it out because we post a lot of information. Um, yeah, that's going on on Fear Street. We don't stop. We don't stop. We don't know how to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're the most productive drunk people I've ever met in my life. Um, Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> it. Cheers to us. Cheers to us. Cheers a toast to us. A toast to us. Um, but yeah, aside from the t-shirts, if you have been following us live, because we are going live a lot in this little cluster, <laughs> um, we're going live one more time. That's next week, because there's a holiday called Friday the 13th. So we thought we would do the original Friday the 13th with our neighbors from 5th Street. I almost said 1st Street. First, call Uncle Merges. Calling 1st Street. Um, but yeah, our friends from Nightmare on 5th Street <laughs> will be joining us um, next Friday, which is Friday the 13th, the only Friday the 13th in this whole year, for hashtag First Friday with 5th, because alliteration <laughs> is key. <laughs> and reading is what? Fundamental. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us for a toast, of, a toast to Fear Street and for listening. If you're not watching live, make sure you stay fierce out there. <laughs> 